1: You're back. Welcome back. Coffee and cream in the morning, and we also
2: got Jay Foreman here.
1: My day. We Who? Just, we just had our day made. As Ravi Lula is in studio at the H uh, Chevrolet studio. We got friends and my very good friend. I'm shocked, but I love it. Jay Foreman joining us right now before Dr. Ilza. How about this Friday for old DB, man? man Jay, good morning, man. How are you?
2: Good morning and uh, salutation <laughs> my brother.
1: There he is. <laughs> how you been, man? I've missed you.
2: Yeah, I've been good, man. It's uh, you know it is. it is? Uh, joining a little break, you know, all my kids that I coach at basketball in high school, so I'm able to go around and uh, enjoy uh, coaching from the stands or watching the kids hopefully progress.
1: I saw you got to eat with pops and and kind of chop it up, man. How was that like? You getting a break to kind of get around and just be yourself?
2: Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, look, man. The way the world has been, you got to really appreciate it, you know. And uh, I haven't seen him in a while, so it's good, uh, you know, to break bread with him. And uh, you know, he, you know, he, he always, every, he always is bragging about his hurricanes because our Nebraska huskies are so bad. So I got to listen to that for about four or five hours straight. <laughs>
1: Well, they haven't had much to write home about either.
2: I know, but with them, any glimpse of of success that's better than Nebraska, I got to hear about it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he he he, he said, you know, you know, his big thing now is Mario Cristobal is a better alumni coach than uh, Scott Frost. So, I've been uh, hearing about that, you know, for quite some time.
0: I so. mean, that's a pretty low bar.
2: <laughs> wow, am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you. are it, unfortunate unfortunately, you're hundred percent right um, but you know the funny thing about it is is my dad now he has more times on time on his end, he's really into following recruiting and uh and so he's you know he's big into you know see what Nebraska's gonna do. he's a nebraska fan uh as well, but he you know he loves to bust my chops.
0: well, if he's a recruiting fan, then that's probably why he likes crystal so much because that's about all he's getting done right now, huh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, but you know what? They made some big hires. They uh, got—I just saw—they hired Jason Taylor as their DN, kind of outside rusher coach. So he, you know, he's not staying pat. And um, oh,
0: so he got rid of Gaddis after one year, right?
2: Yeah. Hey, hey, look—if you don't get the job done. You know, between Mario Cristobal telling the recruits' parents, you know, you know, they're they're there for you to pick them up if you're worried about their playing time. <laughs> you know, he's really trying to change that culture down there, and uh, sometimes you got to do it with a, a little bit of uh, blunt force and uh, rekindle that Miami fire down there.
1: Hey Jay, let me let me get right to it. I'm sure we don't have you very long because I think you're in between flights. Uh, yeah. So Ravi said this a couple of times. The fan base has said it since he's been. Since Matt Rule and company have been here, you are you cool? Do you embrace? Do you accept the the term, the adult in the room? That seems to be what people say now when they talk about the yeah. overseeing of this program.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's sad to say that, but yeah, I understand what they mean by it. Um, obviously, Damon, we have intimate knowledge of the difference and. Really, all Matt Rule is doing is doing the ABCs of, of coaching a big-time program, right? Um, you know, being out there, you know, trying to hold people accountable, trying to, you know, build relationships and, and uh, you know, right the ship. And, you know, to be honest with you, you know, everybody, you know, is put off by, like, the price tag isn't going to be worth it because, you know, dollar for dollar, his base salary is right there with Nick Saban. But ultimately uh you can't fault Matt rules for being uh at the right place at the right time, and sometimes you gotta pay double for somebody to do the basics and that's where we're at. I think Matt'll be su- successful uh just by the sense of just showing up and 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 kind of playing the part now i i mean he's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but I think that you know he'll do some things that generally you need to do just to just just to be six you know six and six and then you know recruiting development and um how he handles everything else is going to be, you know, the threshold between that six to, you know, 10 to 12, you know, win mark um, you know, to get to. So, you know, it, it is what it is, man. And, it, you know, we said this statement when you were back at the, the other state. What did we always say? Scott Frost will only be successful if he gets out of his own way.
0: Yeah. Jay. Yeah, we
2: said it. It's, the, hard, it's the, sometimes the hardest thing to do.
0: No question. Jay, you hinted at some intimate knowledge. I'm not going to ask you to share anything, but. Do you think sometimes people use the coded language of Matt rules the adult in the room to hint around some of those issues with Scott Frost without <laughs> putting him on blast? Because that's what I'm doing, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, hey. yeah, and you know what? Look, man, the rumors and stuff, you know, they're not, I, I know they're not all true, but ultimately what it comes down to is, and, I, and I'm going to say this, and, and, and I'm not going to you know, bad for Scott or anything like that. Cause I felt like he had a tremendous opportunity. I'm more disappointed that, you know, me and Scott, I would never fashion us as best friends, but we were teammates. So I want him to be successful mm-hmm. as I'm sure Damon did, yeah. but he squandered a huge. to be honest with you, that me and Damon, even if we were in the coaching business for 20 years, we most likely wouldn't have got the opportunity in that short of time. I feel like there's some other things that worked against Scott that he couldn't control COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, came in with the long, um, uh, you know, landing strip in authority to kind of, you know, you know, blitz the roster and go extremely young, then COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, you had more people to kind of look at the chinks in your armor from your day-to-day operation and basis. And then sometimes you can get caught up in a tidal wave of that's the way you live. And then, boom, you come out of COVID, you're expecting to make some improvement with other teams, or as other teams have. And then what you do, you, you know, personality-wise, fight or flight, you start to get that ego going, and then you start to double down on on your process that hadn't worked. So, um, you know, look, people in Nebraska will have rumors about a lot of people, and, and, and not all of them are true. But ultimately, I'd like to think at some point in time, you know, Scott would, Scott would probably say, hey, look, I could have done this better, did this better. And, having seen him, and, and if he goes and becomes a head coach, somewhere else, he's going to have to face those, uh, you know, those, those accusations or actions because look at Lane Kiffin. He had to do that as well. Uh, and so it's successful for him right now. So, um, you know, it's just extremely disappointing, but it, you, can't, you can't change history, you know, and there's a lot of factors that also, um, you know, Scott would say, which I believe probably didn't help him be successful, which were out of his control. But a lot of it was, you know, eighty percent him and, and kinda you know what he did and, and didn't do and and um but you know, at the end of the day we gotta we gotta try to do what's best and uh move forward in the right direction and try to support Matt Rule um in the way that you need to, to be successful.
1: Yeah, just under about three minutes here, Jay. We appreciate your time. Let me get you out of this. When you look at the support staff that he's put together, right, the non essential staff that's gonna be essential, his coaching right. staff do you feel like this is the best combination that Nebraska's had in terms of administrative leadership and head coach compatibility right. since when?
2: Well, I mean, you probably just on the surface you got to say yes. This is this is the best guy, and you're to and he's let him come in and do what he want what he wanted and hired his staff. So as of right now, I'd say yes. But in reality, we, you know, we got to be a wait and see. You know, the, you know, coaching in the big. I will say this. For everybody that's new here and everybody that's on the staff, this is without a doubt the biggest job they will ever have. This is without a doubt ten times a bigger job than Baylor, ten times a bigger job than the Carolina Panthers, and ten times bigger than Temple. With that being said, now you're coaching against the best of the best that you gotta play catch up on and they're a little bit header or a little bit ahead of the game. But I, I mean right now I like what they're doing. They're working at it. Um, they're recruiting. Um, you know, it's, it's tangible effort where you're seeing, and you're seeing he's changing the narrative. Um, everybody's working, and they're doing their job, and so just on that alone, you expect them to be successful and uh, have a pretty good tenure.
0: Jay, on that note, as far as the the ground they have to make up, we got about a minute here. Where do you think is the biggest gap from where they are right now to where they want to be?
2: You know, it's a lot it's a lot um I'd say the offensive defensive line, um, you know, just right there at depth and you know, the defensive line lost a lot of players, you know, whether they, you know, declared for the NFL or decided not to play anymore. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line, philosophy wise, while Scott was here, I, I think in theory they were saying they wanted to be physical but they weren't doing it. I think the improvement in the offensive line last year, um, was understated and that's just my opinion. I felt like in the positions that they were put in, Damon, you can comment on this. I guess after I get off air, you when you have a young offensive line, you have to play to their strengths, but then you're coaching to their weaknesses as far as your play calling. Ooh, I felt like they actually survived. <laughs> I, I, I felt like. So I'll be honest. No, if, I'm
1: gonna if, use if, that.
2: I don't I mean, that's the honest I got truth because you know the play that the the play that Casey got hurt that wasn't on the offensive line. That actually was on. The you know the the running back and the tight end that needed a check release right so they had had everybody blocked up Purdue game we were dropping back and, and also the Rutgers game without any you know sort of a really tangible run game to threaten the defense so any defense in the in major or Power Five is going to have you know a feast on your quarterback but then you also saw Northwestern game they passed protected well uh, they ran, run blocked well there's other games that where they had some rhythm going there where you saw a realistic, and I call it tangible improvement from the year before. And so then, therefore, I think there might be more in the cupboard. And I like their pickup of Scott. I like their retention of Donnie. Um, and we're going to see how Satterfield and all these guys, you know, marry their scheme to this Big Ten, because that's going to predicate how you win here, offensive, defensive line. You practice well on the offensive line. Your defensive line will get better. You will be actually more physical at the second level and be able to tackle um, effectively in the Big Ten late in the season, which I think, um, not last year, but the year before, really hurt Nebraska. Um, And then also, I'm going to say this, right? The work that Mickey Joseph and staff did in those, I don't know, seven, eight weeks cannot go unnoticed. And I would implore everybody to give them credit because they changed the culture on the fly, Mm. expectations, and the play. So uh, so Matt Rule and those guys are coming in, and playing with a little bit more stacked deck than, say, when you come in after Callahan or Riley. There's a lot of work done in there in that locker room um, where those guys know how to work and they're inspired to play good football because they did some things that a lot better teams talent-wise weren't able to were able to do regardless of the end result of a coach being fired.
1: Jay, fantastic, man. Anytime you want to break us off a call, man, we're, you're going to yeah. the front of the line. I appreciate you. And safe travels.
2: Hey. Hey, man, I'm going to say this for short. Congratulations to you, man. You got both of your both of your kinfolk playing in state. I'm going to look forward to uh, seeing a ball. I didn't know you had that hoop skills in your jeans. <laughs> like, I mean, you know. I mean,
1: it happened by osmosis, man. It wasn't me. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Safe travels. <laughs> yeah, That's my main man, Jay Foreman. Back after man, this. I on... can't
2: even get his bread, man. When people come <laughs> asking me what's going
1: on. Back after this on Coffee and Cream.